Upon a star, and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Where troubles melt like lemon drops, so way above the chimney tops. That's where you'll find. Are blue, and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to episode 54 of Good Hang. I'm Nathan. I'm John. And this one, this, this, this episode's a strange one. Yeah. Um, we occasionally address more serious topics, you know, in the midst of all our silliness and <laughs> dick jokes and all that. <laughs> um, and I remember there was a time last year where there was tragedy after tragedy, and we honestly were getting sick of, you know, having to address these things. But unfortunately, whenever something affects our planet that much, we have no choice but to talk about it, especially since um, it's, it's not just their problem anymore. We're seeing it being reflected in our own society. Hmm. Uh, these problems are reaching our shores as well. Maybe not to the degree or the seriousness. Or the violence, or the thankfully. Violence. But we're starting to see shades of things happening all over the world. And we want to dedicate this episode to the discussion of that. And the key word here is a discussion. I mm. feel like more so than anything else, the media environment in this country, the way that our society and the open inverted comma conservatism is perpetuated it makes it very difficult to talk about topics like this and the true heart of it and like the, you know, get to the crux of the problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with this episode, we'd like to, uh, first of all, send our condolences. I mean, they're never going to hear this, but send our condolences to the friends and families of, uh, all those lost in the Orlando shooting. Um, and yes, this episode is in your memory. Uh, the the discussion that's going to take place in the next hour or so is in your honor because yeah. your lives were just as important as any. The fight 
that the world is facing right now is probably one of the most important ones that we will see in our lifetime. And it's an important time in the world, John. Absolutely. We've seen it before. Uh, I mean, not us personally, but we've seen it in the past. History has showed. History has shown whenever a group of people are maligned, pushed to a side, seen as subhuman. (laughs) Fucked up word to use. Um, It never works out. It never works out. And there's a reason why they say there's certain things that are on the right and the wrong side of history. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... I mean, I thank you, Nathan, for the opening <laughs> thoughts on this whole thing. Um, this is going to be a tough one. Uh, full disclosure, I mean, this episode's going to come out on Wednesday, just like the usual Singapore time. It's now, we are recording at Tuesday. It's 10.30 p.m. Um, Nathan and I had planned to record yesterday, but things, uh, schedules came together and, and we were able to record, which is, is fine. Actually... Uh, actually, I almost didn't even want to record this week. I was just—I've been so distressed, so distressed. So, isn't upset, it? Isn't it strange? Distraught. Isn't it strange that something so far away from us can affect our lives so much? Because I, yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. Like ever since I heard about the news, and it's not just that you know there was a thing that happened with Christina Grimmie. Ugh. There's a little bit of controversy that happened with Singapore and Pink Dot. Yeah, and it just kind of kept stacking up. That I find that this week my mind is just. I mean, I, I'm I'm getting pretty busy lately, but like, so much of my mind has been thinking about this and just mm-hmm. focused around this and find thinking of ways that me, you know, I could possibly help or yeah. change a mind or touch a heart. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, d- I don't want to be just another person like on a soapbox saying shooting gays is wrong. <laughs> yes, it is. But what can I do to help? You know, I t- I mean, it fucking breaks my heart that we are met with senseless violence and senseless hate and just senseless negativity on a daily basis. And not just from people that are like 10,000 miles away. We have this coming from people walking the same streets as us. Yeah. um, And it's been weighing on me, man. I mean, as as usual, Nathan and I are really in sync with this. I mean, when we were approaching this episode, what I, I, I told Nathan right away, I think we do, we just want to talk basically about the events of the past couple of days and and he was in the same page and we just want to take this whole episode this whole episode if we were joking would be called guns and gays mm. because that's what we're talking about yeah there was a and, and and it's it's interesting because we're in a there's a weird crux happening of all these events coming together that the timing is just ridiculous i mean and location no less so a couple of things we're going to talk uh, we're going to tackle in this episode uh, there'll be, you know, I have a pretty morbid sense of humor, so let's hope we can get some, uh, a little bit of yucky yucks out of this, because we don't want to bum you guys out, please, by all means. That's the first thing I kind of want to talk about. Mm-mm. I want to talk about putting on a smile Yeah. during these times of just, like, confusion. Mm. I think more so than anything else, people are confused. They don't know how to feel. Like, there are so many differing viewpoints and of course, like, you know, the death of 50 people, that that's straightforward tragic. But then you start crowding it with politics and policies, and it starts becoming something that just confuses us. And when, then it's time to soul search. Yes. But I just really want to quickly, briefly, just... Okay, so what do we have to talk about this week? Obviously, we're going to talk about the Orlando shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because Nathan and I, we are tech-savvy, we're going to look at the, the social media aspect of it. Because... Yeah. The, the Snapchats, the Facebook posts, the tweets that came out of that incident, yeah. that we've never gotten that. Yeah. We've never had a chance to have such an, I mean, even, because I mean, Sandy Hook, 
when all those kids died, I, I'm guessing there, of course, there was social media presence, but this is, at least to me, in recent memory, this is the one where the most coverage was brought it's, out. It's pretty unprecedented. It's pretty impressive. It's almost like, uh, did you ever watch that Denzel Washington movie, Deja Vu? I haven't. Yeah. Well, in this movie, they could kind of like go back in the in past and view images yeah, yeah, yeah. and kind of look at every perspective. Like, what did this person see? What did this person see? And we're almost living in that time where there's uh, there is so much access. You can piece it all together. And yes, it's almost frightening. It's some of the most the, the most heartbreaking stuff came from that aspect. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the shooter and yeah. Um, he, he, we're gonna talk about politics. We're gonna talk about a little bit. I mean, a little bit of this stuff. Um, yeah. but also there's other things. Like we we're gonna talk about the 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 <laughs> it sounds even stupid to think about it the 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 big gay thing going on in singapore before this was the les miserables mm. removing of the the homosexual kiss quote unquote we'll talk about that yes and the we'll reaction also, yeah. to that and because it's the parallel i mean mm. it's that's the that's the lgbt yeah. issues <laughs> going yeah, on at yeah, the moment yeah, yeah. and and on that topic we'll also, we're also going to talk about um the recent uh I don't even know what to call it, ruling by the um, uh, Ministry of Home Affairs about pulling overseas foreign sponsorships from events like Pink Dot happening at Homeland Park. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And we'll talk about uh, Christina Grimmie. Yes, Christina Grimmie's uh, shooting also in Orlando. Orlando. Is it weird that I thought about that a lot? That song from Book of Mormon? A little bit. I love you, bit. Orlando. I mean, I, uh, okay. Uh, I guess we'll start off with um, the the last story we mentioned, the Christina Grimmie one, just to kind of kick yeah. things off. Just to kind of kick things off. Um, <coughs> when I heard about this, um, it kind of hit a little bit too close to home. Because um, personally, I do a lot of meet and greets. I do a lot of like, let's meet the fans after the show, and. Um, I know tons of other musicians and personalities that do the same because, you know, we really do appreciate people um, giving, uh, coming, kind of giving us the love for the art that we put out there, you know, and we want to give back to them some way. We don't want to be Justin Bieber's and go like, no photos, you know, <laughs> no more photos. I don't want to take photos of anybody. Like, I think for the most part, we all agree that like it, the, some, one of the best parts, one of the most beautiful parts of our job is meeting the people that we reach out to. Absolutely. And seeing them face to face and hearing their stories, finding out more about them and really just, you know, being on the ground with them. And to find out that someone would take this experience, this beautiful experience where the artist is giving back to the fans and the fans are giving back to the artist more so than they know. That there was a point blank shooting out of I don't know what. Um, It terrifies the hell out of me. All right, because... Full disclosure, you know, every once in a while you do these meet and greets, you'll meet some people that might seem a little bit intense. You know, <laughs> they might take, um, oh, you didn't read my message to you on Twitter. You didn't reply my tweet or you didn't like my Facebook post on your wall. Sometimes, you know, people uh, will take that stuff personally. I don't claim to understand it. You know, I, I guess it's more so of like a, sometimes there is this perceived relationship between an artist and a, and a uh, follower slash listener, whatever it is. And sometimes when people are not in the best states of mind, they might take this as a personal attack when you're not replying me, when you're not liking my stuff, when you don't respond to my love towards you, whatever it is. And I'm guessing this is kind of what happened here, where this person uh, felt like he was not getting um, her time of day. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's basically it, right? So, yeah, just really quick, fill me in the details because 
I mean, this this I was super upset by this already, and then or the 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 pulse shooting happened, and I was like, really got so almost, yeah, almost twenty four <clears throat> hours within. Yeah, so she had a concert after the concert. She had a meet and greet, and then this twenty uh, seven year old male came up to her, confronted her. Is that what it was? And shot okay, her three so, times. Once um, in the head. She was signing autographs following a performance. Um, it was at this. I think it was like an outdoor plaza yeah. venue in Orlando. Um, uh, she, she she was shot three times. Uh, by a 27-year-old guy named Kevin James Loiby. Yeah. Um, and then after which he uh, shot himself after being tackled by Christina Grimmie's brother. Yeah. Uh, she was taken to the hospital. She died immediately. Um, the weird thing about this is that uh, this Kevin Loiby guy, he had no prior arrest record. Um, he didn't know her personally. Uh, he He brought with him two handguns. Full loads of ammunition and a hunting knife. <laughs> and I don't believe... I mean, I, I'm not super up to date with it, but I don't believe there has been um, a full investigation as to why this has been happening. Or I haven't looked into it properly. I apologize, guys. But I'm guessing what happened here was that he felt some kind of injustice between yeah. their, their, their perceived relationship. Um, I mean, I mean, it's happened yeah. before. It's happened in the past. Um John Lennon. That's why John Lennon yes. was murdered. Yes. Um, it's not quite the same, but something similar with Selena happened in the early nineties. Uh, uh, like it, it's just it's. I mean, you guys have. I guess I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't fully caught up in the news, but she's a YouTube star. Her 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 covers are beautiful. Like uh, it was one of those things where like I never heard of her until her murder happened. And yet, it still affected me so much that that something so stupid, something so senseless could happen. Mm. And this is before Orlando. Like already, I was like super bummed about this yeah. shooting. Mm. And um, okay, so people know basically what happened. But, but there's some interesting things that happened too. Like again, with the social media aspect. Did you see her tw- her Twitter? Yes. Like um, the the last thing she did was a little video saying how excited she was to come to Orlando and yeah, she put it up watch. on she put it up on Snapchat. Yeah, it was literally hours before hours. she was shot. Yeah, in point blank range. And then, and I thought I was I was a little confused, but after she had passed away, someone put as a last tweet just put the end full stop. Did you see that? No. Yeah, someone did that. I thought it was like. Uh, first of all, I was fucking confused and a little appalled. I'm like, is this some kind of like one of her ma- her manager or a family member who had access to her Twitter account yeah. would post it? But apparently it was hacked. Like, that's what they said. Okay. It's been removed and it's been replaced by something her manager has put up. Mm-hmm. Uh, manager Brian Tiffy, who also happens to be Selena Gomez's stepfather. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, uh, words cannot describe the pain I am feeling. I learned this business through the eyes of a father and Christina was like a second daughter to me. All I wanted to do was assist her in achieving her musical dreams while protecting her from the pitfalls associated with the business. I never could have imagined this horrific event being one of the pitfalls needing to be avoided. In Christina's honor, I have uh, created a GoFundMe page to assist her family in their time of need. As family mother, father, and brother made their ultimate family sacrifice to support Christina on her musical journey. They did nothing but love her and support her as family the best they knew how. The only worry I want them to have at this point is that of recovery. And he gives information for GoFundMe, which we will put up as well. Because, Nathan, you're asking, what can we do? What can we do to help besides offer our pitiful prayers and thoughts? You really can give money. There you go. And I believe they've raised about $150,000 up to this point uh, for her family. Um, Okay, so what I want to talk about with this one is that um, 
I guess in the aftermath and in the kind of like how all these things would be analyzed, people will talk about like how why wasn't this prevented? You know, why wasn't there metal detectors? Why wasn't there security? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I think a huge reason why that wasn't available is because it's a concert. It's a concert. There shouldn't be a metal detector. There shouldn't be security searching your bags. Yeah, I I I mean... mean, It's it's just like, it's, it's not necessary... It shouldn't but be necessary. It shouldn't be necessary, but I think sometimes with terrorism, I, I consider this a form of terrorism, yep. where you strike fear, you strike terror that's something I would like somebody's to, that's heart. something I would like to talk to about and as you well. Ch- and you change the status quo of how the world of is. Of how we function in the, the world. world. Yeah, yes. you're right. So, um, for example, like, um, say, like, a few years back when the terrorists had the shoe bomb, um, now we have to take off our shoes at the airport. And the terrorists that had the uh, liquid yeah. uh, something, some kind of, e, e, uh, some kind of nitroglycerin, whatever. whatever. And now we can't bring water bottles up on the planes. Like, it's these kind of aspects that I look at and I see, yeah, yeah, they've won. They they they, they might not have well, accomplished what they <coughs> wanted to. They might not have killed who, whoever they wanted to. But they have accomplished their goal of affecting the world and terrorizing us. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And that's... Okay, well, I want to tackle a couple of things. Um, I, I mentioned this before a couple of times in the podcast, but we have some maybe some new listeners, or maybe I haven't mentioned it, or maybe you forgot. I'm sorry if this is your first episode. <laughs> this is a terrible one to start uh, Go with. back a couple. Uh, go back to the junk episode. Um, but no, I, I took a class in college, uh, which was the sociology of terrorism, which is basically a class that explained the social aspect of terrorism. Mm. Um, in, in, in its core... Terrorism as an idea is very simple. Yeah. A group of people want something, but they don't have the legitimate means of, of, of getting that thing. Mm-hmm. So they resort to violence and doing terror. One of the most clear examples is the IRA at, in the early 20th century, the Irish Republican Army. They wanted independence from England. They, mm-hmm. didn't, they wanted to be their own separate states, so, but they couldn't get that through yeah. parliament, through, through the Congress. They couldn't get that. So they resort to violence. So... What when it comes to Islamic ter- terrorism in, in this day and age? What do they want? They want the West to not be in their area, or they don't even want the West to exist. Right. Essentially, that's what Al Qaeda wanted. Talib, the Taliban before that. Y- you go to Hamas. Oh, that's what they want. They want less Western intervention in the way of life in the Middle East. Uh, how do they go about it? By blowing up markets, schools, buses. Let's not forget that the most one of the most heavily devastated uh, places of terrorism is Israel because no one around Israel wants Israel to be Israel. (laughs) Like they don't want Israel to exist. So the terrorism there is rampant, which is why the Israeli army and the the wall around it is so intense. The point I'm saying is that like you, it can be terror. Like, so what did, this guy want we'll never know what did uh the the pulse shooter want we'll never know like I, that's I'm, I'm i'm kind of a thing where like i guess it's okay to say their stupid names what is it? omar mateen right that's yes. his name it's already i didn't even look that up it's just in my fucking consciousness now thank you that's yeah. another thing that's in my head um what do they want like this guy pledges omar mr um, omar mateen pledges allegiance to isis mm. isis says yeah sure i mean that's that's the fucked up thing too where he's like uh i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna blame it on isis uh, i support isis and isis is like yeah this guy this guy we this is our boy had a boy and it comes out that he's actually a gay, uh, homosexual man himself Omar martin yeah i did not know this you didn't catch that i did not catch dude this, this is this is the news of the day um he has been spotted numerous times on multiple uh gay uh, apps like Grinder and a couple yeah. other things like that. He's been in Pulse multiple times, yeah. having a drink and yeah. trying to like 
I mean, it's too late to conclude, but all signs point to he was a late, a closeted homosexual. And maybe not a successful one. You know, people weren't... Well, he was married. Yeah. You know, so... People weren't, people weren't chewing on his bait. Yeah, I mm. guess not. I mean, I, I, that that could create some anger. Yeah, and there's reports of him being bipolar and all this shit's... Yeah. It's crazy, but... uh, Yeah. I will, uh, here, this, here's what I want to talk about. How did... Nathan, how did you, like, experience this information? How did you start processing? What was your experience like? Okay. Uh, so my experience with this was actually uh, you were the first one to tell me. Um, I was aware of the Christina Grimmie shooting. Mm. Uh, I just happened to chance upon uh, a strange photo on Instagram of her and say, oh, what's she doing? And then I read the caption and mm. I was like, shit. Yeah. And so then, you had known about her before? Yeah. And then hours later, uh, you texted me saying, uh, man, this shit's fucked up. Yeah. With the two shootings in Orlando. And I'm like, what two shootings? And then I, I Googled it myself. I just, I, all I did was Google Orlando and Apple gave me the first result. Orlando mm. shooting. <laughs> uh, I think at the time it was... Uh, 20. 20 dead, 40 injured. Yeah. And of course, the kill count grew to 50. And I I didn't know how to process this because... First of all, I guess the sheer distance of it is enough to alienate us. Mm. But then I kind of walked around. I was I was in town at the time and I was on the way to meet a friend. I was walking around and I just slowly processed this. And like I, I kind of had shades of um, the Sandy Hook shooting because I still remember when I was in studying in U.S., I was at a cafe getting lunch and on TV suddenly I see um, breaking news, helicopter shot of like people gathered around a school. And headline reads, shooting at Newtown, Massachusetts. And um, I think most of rational mankind is not designed to process tragedy like this. We hear about it and we understand that this means families have lost children. Children have lost fathers and mothers. But it's, it's almost, at least for me, it's almost unfathomable that a human... A single person can just choose to leave their house one day and go, you know what? I I want to take out a bunch and go and, you know, just yeah. kind of leave. Now, here's the problem. Who are you talking about? You're talking about Umar Mateen. You're talking about the guy who did Sandy Hook. I'm talking you're about, talking all about of it. Columbine. I'm you're talking about all of them. You, I'm that's talking the thing. You're about, talking all of it. about all of them. I'm talking about all of it and how I can just never quite process. I, I can't understand what is going on with these people. And I think it's because it is very clear that as much as you want to demonize these shooters, as much as you want to say that they are Satan spawn, it's undeniable that they have some kind of mental instability. Yeah. And a part of me, I don't know how big or how small it's there. A part of me sympathizes. A part of me is going, this person was clearly mentally unstable and he or she did not get the proper treatment. He or she did not find the help that he or she needed. Hmm. This could have been fixed with one good conversation. None of this could have happened if, you know, they had one eye-opening conversation or maybe even if it was a severe enough mental condition that they were um, placed under some sort of medication or some sort of care, intensive yeah. care. I mean, it just it it's it's so hard to process for me because there's so many aspects to this because I truly I'm a bit of an optimist where I believe <laughs> people are inherently good. And when something like this happens, there's a part of his brain that is no longer human. There's a part of his brain that is no longer with the rest of us because there is some kind of chemical imbalance. There is some kind of instability. And I struggle with that so much because I want to hate this person. I want to say that 
he deserves to die 15 times over. But a part of me weeps for him. Yeah. Because he fell through the cracks. You know? I have met people with bipolarism. I have met people with um, manic depression. And they have their violent outbursts. And they have their outbursts of rage and emotion where they're just uncontrollable. And they will... You know, they'll do things that hum- us humans with properly functioning brains will not understand and can label as insane. It's very easy for us to do that. But when it comes down to it, it's there's just a certain inhuman aspect behind it that I, I, I think is tragic. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah, I, that, that's been my whole thing with this news that like, <clears throat> sure, gun control is coming up again for the 15,000th time. Yeah. Well, talk about mental health comes up every time as well. Exactly. Because that's the, 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 um, the pro guns people generally take that viewpoint of like, it's not guns that kill people. It's people, people that kill people. But it's, yeah. yeah. But and sometimes they'll also say that more guns could have stopped it. You know, teachers yeah. should te- the whole argument that teachers should have guns oh, it's all and dumb. things like that. Um, I will say this though, is that in the past couple of days that I've been, I've been filled with so much anger and so much and sadness and rage, but only now that I stop to think that I don't think I'm angry at the guy at all. Hmm. I don't think my hmm. anger is pushed at him. It's, it, I don't know. Is it because it's such a big idea that it's more than that? Is it, do I hate, do I hate the conditions that formed him? Do I hate the system I don't know. that brought him up? I don't know. I don't know. But like, I hate that this happened. Yeah. I hate that this happened. Do I hate the guy who did it? I guess, I guess I do. I don't know. I feel, I definitely feel sad for them, but it, it's, it's ridiculous that it happened. And, and you, you brought up this. And it's ridiculous that it's happening so frequently. And it's ridiculous that it is a open inverted commas, complicated issue, but with a very simple solution. But I think something that's come up a lot recently is uh, you mentioned gun control, right? Mm hmm. Um, a lot of people in Singapore, especially because, you know, Singapore guns are a huge no, no. The moment you leave your army camp, guns are no longer existing in our, in our, in our society. Yeah. So for us, it's a fairly straightforward thing. Like why does America allow guns? They should just ban guns. It's slightly more complicated than that. I guess it boils down to this explanation that it is illegal to make guns legal over there. Weirdly enough to say it's, it's in um, their constitution. It's in the, it's part, it's the second amendment, uh, yeah. the right to bear arms. Um, but we have to break it down a little bit because full disclosure, uh, growing up, I had a probably more than slightly unhealthy obsession with guns. Uh, yeah. I grew up in the age of the eighties action movies and Rambo and predator yeah. and all this stuff. And I, I love guns and yeah. I grew up to enjoy shooting them. Yeah. I've always been a careful shooter. I go when I'm in Manila, I go relatively often, maybe once a month to yeah. go to the range shoot. And it's a fu- it's fun. Yeah. It's like the comedian Jim Jeffrey said. Yeah. The only argument that pro gun people have is that I like guns. Mm-hmm. Don't take them away. I like them. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go hunting, that's one thing. I mean, it's 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 just their weapons, the weapons like he used, which is an AR fiend, AR15 type rifle, which is an M16, which yes. is just it's just the gun the US military hands out to their fucking foot soldiers. Military. It's a military, it's a it's weapon a, of war. Yes. It's what Conan O'Brien said, it's a weapon of war. It should only exist on a battlefield. Yeah. I look, I I am not 100% like against guns. I know that there's certain parts in America where safety is an issue for both women and men, sometimes even younger children, where having a concealed um weapon can save your life potentially. That's that's interesting because I I I I 
was interested in that aspect of things and I wanted to look it up. And I have an article here about, yeah. um, this is from, oh my God, I have so many fucking tabs open on my computer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was curious about the notion of how many shootings, mass shootings were stopped because of a, someone having a concealed weapon. Yeah. It's not completely unheard of. Uh, I'll post a link that's from the Washington Post, but there's yeah. been in recent years about 10 yeah. where, you know, they could have gone on to be shooting. But like for every one of these instances that were stopped, it's a short list. Yeah. It's maybe like... Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm more so talking about not so much mass shootings, but more like more things like, say, for example, you're walking down an, a, a dark alley to go yeah. back home and someone tries to rob you. A gun could possibly be an intimidating counter to that. But even then, it's just like, just f- f- like fucking forget it. It's like, you know what would be safe if there were no guns? Like, we live in the fucking safest country in the world. Yeah. And it's actually, I forgot how rare that is to be like, I can walk down no problem. I'm not going to get shot. I'm not going to stab. It's fine. Yeah. Get rid of like I, at at first I, I understood the right, but I've since since Orlando since Sunday night I'm just like just get rid of the guns, just yeah. get rid of all of them. From it's fine, don't you want to protect your family? Have yeah. a bat. No okay. one. I mean, if they try to, <laughs> you might have been. It's just I, I get so angry at this notion because there's no rational argument for the proliferation of all these guns, especially the assault rifles. Yeah. Especially this, that, yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I was kind of playing devil's advocate where there could be a reason to have a concealed weapon, and I, you know, I mean, it's, it, it it's, is, it's it is a, slightly harder to get a register uh, to get a license it is, for a concealed. Slightly, it's also a, it's a strong primary feeling to want to protect yourself and your family. Yeah, but we got to rise above that. Yeah, and also it, it's, I mean, you go and you, yeah, I just okay. Can, can I ask you this? Yeah, do you please. think it's um? Do you think that guns, especially in most of Middle America, do you think that guns are a integral part of their lifestyle? Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, so I was raising this analogy to a friend. It might be a little bit um, no, please, It please. might be a little bit extrapolated, but here is a some somewhat of a way to um, maybe for for the Singaporeans to understand this. So we cannot possibly fathom a society where guns even exist because we've never had it. Mm-hmm. We know very straightforward guns kill people. So they should not be allowed anywhere where we people. can walk basically <laughs> where you don't have to show like 15,000 pieces of ID and wear an army uniform. They yeah. shouldn't exist anywhere outside of there. But from America's standpoint, how about this? Say one day Singapore chose to ban cars because the rate of uh, pedestrians getting run down by cars suddenly skyrocketed mm-hmm. to like, 100 people die yeah, um, yeah, yeah, every yeah. two months by car accidents and you'll have maybe half of the people go like sure i agree okay let's just all take the train because i sometimes i'm i feel i sometimes you know i i i drive pretty fast you know i feel like this could happen one day i i'm willing to let go of my right to drive a car but for the most part a lot of more, a lot more people will say this car is an integral part of my life. I cannot live my life without this car. I need to function and I cannot function without this car. Therefore, this law will meet a lot of backlash. So I think that's a sort of analogy for like what's going on in the US when they yeah. try to take away the gun laws because it's so ingrained in their lifestyle and their history and their culture that when you suddenly threaten to remove it, it gets a little bit harder. And it also doesn't help that the NRA, the National Rifle Association, is one of the highest, um, the, the most active lobbyists Lobbyist. in Congress. Yeah. And they are constantly funding and giving a lot of money to the people in Congress, the people who make the laws. So it's very hard for someone who makes the laws to say no guns mm. when the association that distributes these guns is giving them millions of dollars a year to help them, you know, kind of push their own causes. It's very difficult. So basically... The system is racked against having guns. Okay. Yeah. I love that you brought up cars as an analogy. Yeah. Because 
just a couple days before the shooting in Orlando, shootings in Orlando, yeah. President Obama took some questions in a in like a like a fireside chat conversation format, and one of the main things was about the Second Amendment. And I'll put that in the show notes. But one of the and it was brilliant what he said, how he articulated his stance against guns. But one of the most the the best and most pertinent things he said he brought up was this notion that yes, cars. He he brought up cars. He said like, look. Cars were killing people, so we made some changes. You go back to the beginning of history. Uh, history of cars is that now, now we have to have seatbelts. Now that they're designed in such a way that they there's crumple zones, there's mul- there's laws put in place. There's tra- even traffic. The notion of traffic lights. Yeah. So here's here's something interesting. The Ford Model T came out uh, in the beginning of the 20th century, 19 whatever 12. The, yeah. the first car ever, and the first semi-automatic semi-automatic shotgun. Um, Handgun came around the same, came out around the same time as well. Okay, uh, even from America, let's call it, let's say the Colt 1911 is yeah. the, you know the ubiquitous Colt 45. Yeah, they came out around the same time. As in this, I'm just making up as I, I'm making this up as I go along or drawing the conclusions. But I see where you're going. As yeah. exactly as cars and guns have progressed, cars have gotten faster, more able to kill, but they've gotten safer. They've got yes, airbags, seatbelts, crumple zones, yeah, traffic lights, traffic lights, highways. These are things that have helped. To, you know, because they're a part of life. Yeah. And the purpose of a car is to get you and or your family from point A to point B. They serve, they serve a purpose. Yeah. Guns have, from that time to now, have gotten more and more efficient at killing people. Yeah. They've got, you've gotten, just take, I mean, if you, the evolution of like a musket. When the Second Amendment was written, it, it, you had a fucking musket that took like three minutes to reload and you had one shot and you missed, you had to fucking do it again. Yeah. Now to like an AR-15 or you go even further, like these multi-drum machine guns, which obviously civilians can't get their hands on, yeah. luckily. But as cars have gotten safer, guns have gotten better at killing. And the purpose of gun is to kill someone. You could say they're for self-defense, but they're for killing someone. Yeah. They're for killing people. Yeah. You know, it's for self-defense. And the need for that has decreased exponentially as civilization has risen. You would up. hope. Yeah. And and they would they would go even further if there were like no guns. Like mm. if I mean and, and this notion of like just goddamn it, just look at Australia. I mean, yeah. we've put it up there before, but I'll put the Jim Jeffries in the show notes again to remind you, because I was watching it just now. His brilliant attack breakdown of the of Second Amendment. Uh, in America is just brilliant. It's a fun fact about that video. It keeps getting re-uploaded because yeah. tons of people dislike it yeah. because, you know, people are insane. And when YouTube sends, sees a video that is disliked enough times, uh, they will flag it as uh, potentially socially, uh, you know, like controversial, like interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll remove it just to kind of like stop um, oh, they take it down. They will take oh. it down. Yes, and Jim Jeffries will re-upload it every couple of years <laughs> because they keep taking it down because it gets flagged all the time as you know report for uh, uh, offensive. Well, hey, I mean, it's it's always um, unfortunately it's constantly. Yeah. Pertinent. But yeah, um, in case you guys don't know what the Second Amendment is that we've been uh, mentioning so often, I, I, I will read out verbatim what it says in the Constitution. Right. Uh, the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution reads: "A well-regulated militia <laughs> being necessary to the security of a free state." the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay, so what this basically means is that at the time of the writing of the Constitution, which was the 17, yeah, 1791, I think, um, when this, the, the, the first 10 amendments... The Bill of Rights. Yeah, I, terms. Um, <laughs> it was necessary at the time to put something in the Constitution that said, should the government fuck you guys up enough, you need the right 
to form an army and take that government down. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the Second Amendment is saying. So you yeah. should have the right to bear arms because you know uh, this is a free country, this is a free state, and we shall you, you shall never ever fall victim to a potential dictatorship. Yeah, because the idea is that the Americans revolted against the British because they were a tyrannical government. Yeah, they could do that because they had guns. There and then, the America was like, okay, if we ever, if the American, the founding fathers were like, if we ever get that fucked up, the people ought to be able to uprise against us. Yeah. In a weird way, it's kind of a brilliant thing. Yeah. But fucking, that was two hundred plus years ago, two hundred fifty yeah. years ago almost. Yeah. And it, they they could never have accounted for the rise in population, the rise of technology of weaponry, and even then, it's like it's the Jim Jeffries thing. You're bringing guns to a drone fight. Yeah. If uh, a well-regulated militia is going to try to take on America government, like what the fuck, like yeah, the, the, the need makes, the need for any sense. of it has decreased exponentially. Yeah, and like and look, it's yeah, yeah. forget the forget the Bill of Rights, right? Forget the amendments in the Constitution itself. It was written that a black man was worth three fifths of a person, right? <laughs> yeah, for every uh, five slaves you own, three of them constitute one person for the population of the country. That's the Famous three-fifths rule. Yeah. Got rid of that. Yeah. Slavery was there. Got rid of that. Yeah. Fuck. We had prohibition. We got rid of that. Now I'm just basically quoting Jim Jeffries here. <laughs> and like I said, I mean, guns are fun to shoot. I mean, it It sounds kind of silly to say that, but in all my readings and all my talkings, I've never actually heard that brought up. Yeah. Guns are fun to shoot. It's a fun hobby. It's a fun hobby. No, like uh, when my brother lived in the US, he owned a Benelli shotgun. Yeah. Um, when I was in the army, I used uh, the SAR rifle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was it was interesting. It was a really interesting experience. It's, it's kind of like how people occasionally go uh, like uh, for, for paintball sessions or to sure. try go-karting. Sure, but it's an activity that you don't do in your daily life. That's fun to try it every once in a while. Yeah. Should it be readily available in some supermarkets? No. no. Fuck no. No. It's, it's, uh. And like even that... Okay, I'm willing to sacrifice my fun hobby for the safety of more people around me. Yeah. It should go deeper. Like, fucking these people, like, oh, it's a history. Oh, my father took me hunting and all this stuff. It's like, there has to be some kind of middle ground. Like, we talk about ammo capacity. That's stupid. Just get rid of assault rifles. Get rid of semi-automatic assault rifles. If you want to go hunting, use a bolt-action rifle. Yeah. Use a bow. Use a knife if you're fucking hardcore. <laughs> you want to hunt a bear. Stab <laughs> a fucking bear in the neck. Hey, man, if you, and then you have to eat it. Like, that's, that's, that should yeah, be the man. law against hunting. I mean... Leonardo DiCaprio, that shit. Yeah, yeah, but do better than Leo. Do better than Leo. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like for for example, like 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 go karting. You can't possibly ride a go kart on the streets. It's 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 not legal. It's not street legal because it's unsafe. It's deemed unsafe. Stupid. <laughs> it will hurt you. Yeah. It will hurt you and other people. So rightfully so, they created spaces where you can go and try go karts yeah. in a track. Yeah. You know, so if you crash into a bunch of tires, you're still safe. You're okay. No one else is hurt. You're wearing a helmet. You're wearing safety. Whatever. And that's okay. That's a system that most countries put in place. That you can't just ride a fucking F one go kart on the streets. Mm-hmm. Same way with guns. I think. I mean, they have gun ranges. But the fact, again, that I brought up before, that you can literally go to a supermarket somewhere in Texas and like... Walmart. Walmart. Targets. And go like, okay, I'm going to pick up some candy. I'm going to pick up some soda. I'm going to get some flour for my baking. <laughs> uh, and maybe like, you know, an eight pack of 24 um, millimeter bullets. It's it's almost nonsensical. It's it, almost it nonsensical is. that something like that can still happen just because you show up at an office and fill up your name on a piece of paper and go like, yep. hey, I'm not crazy. Here, give me guns. And I was brushing up on it. I, I mean, like I said, Australia's got it right. 1996, horrible shooting. Yeah. 
I think, wait, how, how many people died in that one in Port Arthur? Let's see here. I think it may have been passed by, uh, by the uh, Pulse shooting. But yeah. up until uh, it was the highest shooting ever, most the highest death count. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, Google. <laughs> come on, Google. Yeah. Uh, 35 people were killed, 23 wounded. So it's been surpassed. Um, it was surpassed by Pulse. <laughs> This, it's 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 the it's it surpassed Vision and Tech and it's, it's surpassed not Columbine. It's surpassed, but the uh, Norway one is still the, the the biggest one. But okay, but here's, here's what I'm saying. That, that's I mean, don't don't even look up that statistic. I personally don't care because whenever people are killed with guns that didn't deserve to be killed, it's bad. The numbers mm-hmm. don't matter as much. People died. That's what matters. That's when you need to look at the law. That's yeah. when you need to start rethinking okay. the law. Yeah, but okay, so Port Arthur happens, 33 people are killed. The government goes, okay, no more guns. We're going to get rid of it. They actually went about it in quite a smart way. So basically how it is in Australia now, like, and then like when, when it happened, the pro-gun people were up in arms, but generally the public opinion was like, yeah, let's not, let's not let this happen again. So generally what it is now is that if you want to own a, a, a gun in Australia, you need to have pretty good reason. You can't own a gun in the city. Straightforward, like flat out, can't. Yeah. If you're on the farm, you have, to, you have to, so basically if you have a gun, it has to be for an agricultural use. To shoot pests, like apparently kangaroos are fucking pests to crops, so you have to shoot them. Yeah. Right? If, and then they're not completely unreasonable. If you want to, if you do go recreationally shooting, yeah. you have to join a club, a shooting club, and you have to be a member of that club for six months. Mm. In those six months, you can borrow a gun from the club and use it there. Once you show you're committed to, to the sport, then you can buy your own handgun. Yeah. It's 100% reasonable. And obviously, you can't, and then they, they, I'm pretty sure they don't have concealed, yeah, they don't have concealed carry laws. You can't yeah. carry it out. Yeah. That's reasonable. Why can't you just do that? And they had a buyback thing. So you brought your guns to the government and they gave you your money back. Right. America can do that. They can do that. Yeah. Um, um, I'm sorry, guys, if we're, uh, if we, we might be a little bit disjointed here. It's just that a lot of this is very overwhelming. Yeah. And we've been kind of overflowing with thoughts. And furthermore, <laughs> we're sorry if you were like, oh, finally, something to take my mind off these yeah. <laughs> good hangs here. Funny my- laughing time. Guys, we can't possibly just, we can't, we, we can't. And we'll be back. I mean, like, it's it's like, every time this happens, uh, the late night people, John Oliver, Conan, they'll come up, they'll have a disclaimer saying, we're comedians, we do this. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute with the regular comedy. But we'll we'll be back next week with our regular shenanigans. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about two things. I don't know how the idea is going to flow together, but it occurred to me today. Um, yeah. So, a huge argument from the gun nuts of course people that love guns mm. and they have a whole cabinet full of them and, and um is that they feel like taking a like you know uh, repealing the second amendment and taking away guns from people is a infringement on their liberty mm-hmm. or an infringement of their freedom and their right to bear arms mm-hmm. they feel like you are taking away my liberties i want to ask those people i mean hypothetically of course um what do you think liberty truly is and freedom truly is? Do you think if I'm afraid to go out with my friends at night anymore, if I'm afraid to send my kids to school where they're unprotected, if I'm afraid to go into an airport, if I'm afraid to basically do anything, is that liberty? Am <laughs> I liberated? Am I fucking feeling the freedom and yeah, I can go wherever I want? No, yeah. you are basically, you you are putting the entire country on, in like, a standstill right now i guarantee you nobody feels safe Mm-mm. nobody feels f- just full of freedom and liberty that they can go out and express themselves and do what they want because they are terrified even to fucking watch a movie 
Yeah. That the next person that walks through that door can shoot me in the back of the head. That is not freedom. That is not liberty. That is a state under fear. That's a country under fear. And I don't understand how the people that still support this amendment and, and want to fight for their rights to own a gun because they think it's freedom for them. I think it's selfish. And I also don't want to sound like someone that just wants to stand on a soapbox and go like, look at me, I'm special and I have thoughts. Yeah. I just think it's so important for people to recognize that it's a very selfish way to go about living. Mm-hmm. I understand if you, you want to do it for fun. There are ways around that, you know. There are ways in America where you can fire a gun without a license in a safe environment. I've done it before. I remember yep. when I went to Hawaii when I was a kid. I went to a gun range. I think the cutoff age was 12, and I mm-hmm. happened to be 12 at the time. All I had to do was sign a little form saying I'm not going to shoot myself. Yeah. And if I do, I'm not going to sue you sue guys. Yeah. And they put me in a range yeah. where I can fire a gun at a piece of paper. And it's great. It's a fun time. I can look at, go to my brother and go like, ha, I shot more bullseyes than you. And it's fun. <laughs> we all have a laugh. And no one walks away with any harm. We walk away with a good experience. We fired a gun we were able to feel it and experience the joy of this that, hobby. Yeah. But to fight so strongly over the right to own one in your house, to have one in your kitchen cabinet even, I personally cannot imagine having a gun at home. I cannot imagine, if I, especially if I have children, mm. I couldn't imagine having a gun anywhere in my house. Because, fuck, when I was a kid... I would hurt myself if anything I could find in the house that looked interesting. Mm-hmm. You know those like little tennis racket looking things that kill bugs? Uh, fly swatter? The fly, you know, like, like, but like they have electricity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You press the button and it goes, and then when the mosquitoes go to it, it's like, and they yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first saw that, I remember I was like, what, seven, eight years old? I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It looked like a fun toy. It was bright yellow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? I clicked on it and I just heard like a buzz. like you Licked it. And I, I put it to my ear. I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this? And I brought it closer and closer and and fuck. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I cannot feel my ear. It is like low. It's like fucking red. And like it was ringing for the next hour. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit. Okay. I'm not touching that ever again. Till this day, I have a phobia of those things because I was a kid. I was curious. I found this in my house. What is this? Click. Ah, see. And you didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that was. All kids know what fucking guns are now. And that's the thing is that they see how they use them on TV. Well, I mean, that's arguable even, you know, like, mm -mm. like a really young kid. Exactly. If you're young enough, sometimes you see something in the house. What does this do? Oops, I killed grandma, you know, and you know, that wasn't meant to be funny. It's just, it's kids are curious beings. I can't imagine possibly owning in my house. I don't see a reason why it should be owned by anybody in a household. I don't, I don't, basically, I don't understand why guns need to exist anywhere outside a gun range or military base. Just look at, again, and this is much more articulate and much more humorously tackled by Jim Jeffries in the show notes. Yeah. Um, And the second thing I wanted to talk about. I can't even remember because I'm a little bit worked up right now. <laughs> um, wow. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I think we need to like wrap up the talk about guns. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that. And so unfortunately, much. I want to have the last word. Go for it. Go for it um, please. I mean, it is a complicated issue. There are amendments in place. Luckily, we live in a country where it's just not a problem. In fact, most countries are a place where that's not a problem. Fucking America. Yeah. But I just want to. I just want to show you this one. That's right. It's a meme. Look at this. It's a. Uh, it's just. It's a couple words. It's a couple of equations. It's. It's math. Yeah. Mental illness plus X equals mass shooting. Homophobia plus X equals mass shooting. Religious extremism plus X equals mass shooting. Anger plus X equals mass shooting. Solve for X. 
You can talk about all that other fucking issues you want. All those social, psychological issues are definitely a problem. And hey, if we can immediately cure mental illness, let's do it. In the meantime, let's not make it so fucking easy to murder our loved ones, our friends, our, our children. Just fucking stop. And then that's that's our little that's I mean this you're our audience that's our little reach. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Here's something I really want to talk about. Um, so this hit me really hard yesterday, and it was a couple things that did it. Like um, so. Sunday evening, our time when it was starting to break. Monday morning was when our time was when all the the, the news was was starting to come out. A couple of things hit me. Um, the Tony Awards. Like yeah. normally, if this was a normal episode, we'd be talking about the Tonys and Yay! Hamilton winning eleven Tony Awards. Yeah. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda came out and I think won. I think won the first award of the night. I mean, of, of the eleven, he won a uh, best score. Mm. And once again, I have a hundred million fucking tabs open. And I can't find it. But he, there it is. He gave, he wrote a sonnet yeah. as, his, as his acceptance speech. Would you like to play it? Uh, do you have it? Yeah. Yeah, play it. It's beautiful. Okie dokie. Uh, so here is the speech, the sonnet that he presented right here. My wife's the reason anything gets done. She nudges me towards promise by degrees. She is a perfect symphony of one. Our son is her most beautiful reprise. We chase the melodies that seem to find us until they're finished songs and start to play. When senseless acts of tragedy remind us that nothing here is promised. Not one day. The show is proof that history remembers. We live through times when hate and fear seem stronger. We rise and fall and light from dying embers. Remembrances that hope and love last longer. And love is 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 love cannot be killed or swept aside. I sing Vanessa's symphony. Eliza tells her story. Now fill the world with music, love, and pride. Thank you so much for this. Like, I mean, you could tell. I mean, obviously it was a big night for Lynn and like, but you could tell like the whole, everyone was really upset at the Tony Awards. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they had to coincide. Yeah. And, um, like the, the the gayest award show, <laughs> and it's and it just has just so happened to be the biggest massacre in yeah. the country. Yeah. Um. So that got me going, and then I saw a little thing on my Facebook pop up, uh, which was a BuzzFeed article that started showing. It's the, the headline is here are all of the victims in the Orlando nightclub shooting. It's got five point three million views. A lot of you have probably seen it, but. I was checking it constantly because it was being updated. First, it was... Well, here's the list, right, Nathan? Here's the list of all the people that died. You see how they're blue? That means that they have a link to their... I guess to their Facebook profile. I'm not really sure. But as I... Look... But as I started it, it was like just four or five, then five, then ten became blue, and it started loading. And then also, as you scroll down, it has their names, a picture of them, and just a little write-up. And it's got pictures of all of them. And... I mean, I'm an I'm an actor in Singapore. I work at a theme park. I, I have a lot of gay friends, and like these are a lot of photos that just I, they seem like people I could have known. Yeah. And the fact that the scrolling never ends. You go on this fucking BuzzFeed article in the yeah. show notes, and it never ends. Yeah. All these were actual people. This guy worked in Universal Studios Orlando. Yeah, all of them, young men. I think I didn't do a quick look, but I think the vast majority, vast, vast majority, under 30, younger than me. 
Yeah. A couple of guys who died together. They were they were together, and like a couple a couple of women that died who were in the club just having a good time. The scrolling doesn't end. I'm only about halfway through, Nathan. He's been scrolling. I've been scrolling constantly since I started talking about yeah. it. And like this just got me so upset. Like I got me choked up. And these are real people because I mean you think about they're not they're not just numbers. They're not a number. They're, they're not, not just, a number. They're not just fifty. In this day and age of technology of social media. You can go on any other fucking Facebook. They, they have Twitter accounts. They have thoughts. They have Instagrams. They've, they've taken pictures of their parents. They've taken pictures uh, during Christmas, during Thanksgiving. They're actual people. They, I'm still, I'm still scrolling. They, and they are no longer with us because somebody was able to purchase an assault rifle. First of all, that person had to have like so much hate and misguidance in his heart and then yes the ability to purchase these things and go out and just end all these lives a 49 year old woman was that pulse who if brenda mccool was at pulse with her son and her niece who were both survived the attack according to the advocate mccool was from brooklyn new york and lived in orlando shortly before the pulse was was pulse was attacked mccool posted a video of people dancing inside what appears to be pulse her cousin wilson cruz posted on facebook that she was a cancer survivor and a proud and fierce advocate for her lgbt family that's just one of the many many fucking stories you can read here and i'm still scrolling 18 year old akira monet murray her profile picture is that of her in her graduation that's not right man keep scrolling fucking hell this guy served in the army (laughs) yeah um yeah here's here's the thing um and and i'm done scrolling here's the thing uh Mental instability, like we brought up earlier, is a real thing. And when somebody is motivated enough and has enough hatred in their heart and enough um, chemical imbalance in their brain, and if they felt like they needed to, they will go out and kill somebody. They can fucking drive a truck into a farmer's market. They can take a knife and stab a bunch of people at the airport. They will do what they wish to do with the hatred in their heart, why give them the ability to make it so much easier and have them have the ability to use a gun and do it? You know, I agree that it might be a little bit difficult to kind of like preempt these things sometimes, even though this one particular guy was under investigation, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole different topic altogether. But it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot harder to regulate things like that, you know, to regulate um, the human mind. The best you can do is offer help whenever possible. The best you can do is uh, offer consultation to their family, friends, and, you know, hopefully solve the problem before it even becomes one. But this gun issue, it's a much simpler solution, you know? Unfortunately. The thing is, if they they wanted to kill them, they would have done it. They would have done it anyway. Why make it easier? You're cutting out so many steps for them. Basically, you're letting them do it with the click of a trigger. And yeah. Anyway, let's anyway. let's let's go on to the next story. I just wanna yes, um, John. Because we are so down. <laughs> yeah. um, now let's keep going down this track. I want to turn our because I and I want to end on a really good note. So we'll I'll save that for later. But because there is there there is always light a silver lining. There's always light. There's in the darkest hour. There's always a little bit of light. Um, I want to just now draw our attention to Singapore. Mm-hmm. and what we're doing right so it seems so stupid and like a nothing thing but for most and it is the 
touring company of Les Miserables is here in Singapore and they're doing their show, yeah. you know, one of the greatest musical theater shows of all time. And there's a little scene towards the end where a little guy, uh, a, a guy kisses another guy. I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, said Beggars at the Feast, which is at, which is at the very end. Um, Nathan's looking it up now. He'll correct me if I'm wrong to get the details. But yeah. essentially, it's a joke. It's a joke kiss. It's, it's to show how awful this person is that he yeah. can be like... Mwah, mwah. So the lyrics um, during the song is, Ain't it a laugh? Ain't it a treat? Hobnobbing here, mom the yeah. elite. Here comes a prince, there goes a Jew. This, this one's a queer, queer, but what, what can, can you, you do? do? When he says queer... He grabs um, a queer and pecks him on the lip, you know, like a little jokey, like, yeah. ha ha ha, sing. It wasn't like full on like tongue action. It wasn't like a full on like, let's kiss and put it out the butt. Which even if it was, would be totally fucking fine. But everyone loves butt play. But here's the thing. The argument here, the person that uh, submitted the complaint to MDA said that there was a homoerotic kiss and that it was offensive to his sensibilities and that the rating was not reflected properly because I believe it was, what, PG or G or whatever? Yeah, parental guidance. And whenever there's any homosexuality uh, in Singapore, uh, to those of you that don't know, um, it immediately immediately has to be labeled M18. Uh, Shows, I mean, surprise guys, shows like Glee in Singapore, M18. (laughs) Uh, because there's homosexual themes behind it. Um, So uh, that was the context of the kiss. The context of the kiss is that he says, there goes a Jew and this one's a queer, and then he kisses um, this gay guy, this gay character, with a little peck on the lips. And this person found it offensive. He submitted it to the MDA. The MDA found it necessary to take it out because he said, yeah, you're right, this is a homoerotic kiss, and it should be taken out. First of all, context... Second of all, um, I understand the whole rating system and that, you know, if you put something that's uh, content, in, uh, the content's inappropriate in Singapore, that you that it should be given this uh, whatever ABC rating that we've given it, whatever. All right. Um, there's two issues I want to address here. First of all, the whole like the, 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 the whole complaint culture that has been with Singapore since the very beginning. That's something that it's just it's part of our fiber, you know, like a whole, a whole thing that you always call kids in primary school. Hey, complain king, waste of teacher, <laughs> and that. Like it's 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 almost in our fibers. It's just it's just, it's just what happens. So what you know, whatever. The, the love of complaining, you mean? Yeah, you know, the love of you know finding the authority. Oh, I tell teacher. Oh, I tell government. Ah, yeah. I, I, I complain government. That kind of thing. See, there's in in your society, you need you yes. need the whole idea of like yes. not being a rat. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second thing, where it's, um. The guy found this to be ratings inappropriate. That if you wanted to have this kiss, you should have given your play an NC16, M18 rating. And to a certain extent, he's correct. If there was a homosexual scene in there, if two guys did make out passionately and he demanded for a higher NC16, M18 rating, mm-hmm. I will say that there is some justification behind that because the law states so. Mm-hmm. But the problem behind that is that why the actual fuck does the law or the MDA or the ratings board deem homosexuality to be on the same level as gore, violence, coarse language, graphic sex? Yeah. Why does two guys displaying love have to be on the same level as that? Whereas if a guy and a girl make out passionately in love, even if they do it kind of half naked and they block all the naughty bits, (laughs) PG-13, why not? You're speaking from experience. Yes. It's just... It's beyond me because what you're doing here is you're controlling content, first of all, that has that shouldn't even be controlled. Yep. Second of all, 
kids are growing up in our society viewing these things as negative. Mm-hmm. If I was a child, because when I was a child, homosexuality was not even like a breach topic. It wasn't mm-hmm. even something that you brought up, you know. But say if you're a child growing up 2016 in Singapore, you are now viewing homosexuality on the same level as someone getting decapitated, yeah, or someone getting um. Uh, a knife stuck up their ass and taken yeah. out of their mouth. You know, <laughs> something like that. Like homosexuality, two guys showing love, same level as a dude getting graphically decapitated on screen because that's just what our conservative society is like. Well, that's, that's I mean, you're right. You're 100% right. And I, I love your saying. But like, this this notion of like uh, sex in general, right? Being on the same level of like, oh my God. So even if it, even if it was like, for, forget for a moment that it was homosexual. If it's like, Oh, you think boobs are as bad as people getting shot and killed, like in yeah. a movie, right? Yeah, that's that's the old chestnut with an argument. But let, let's put this in a little bit of context. It's Lemon fucking fucking Mister Above. <laughs> yeah, Le, like forget violence. Yeah, there's violence in the show. Obviously, it's it, it, it's set during a revolution. There's like a war. Yeah, but let me just run down the list of things that are in this show. And uh, I have a friend's post on Facebook that's helped me out. Yeah. these are the things in this show, and I'll add to it when I get to the end because there's even more. There's prostitution. Yep. There's slavery. Yep. There's violence against young children. Yep. Child slavery. Yep. Child soldiers. Check. Racism. Yep. Religious mockery. Graphic portrayals of violence. All that. That's where his list ends. I'm going to also add, because I know the show so well, violence against women. Mm. Um, that's about it. That's all I can add. <laughs> no, but the point is, is that like, look. This, this, this no, one little peck is what infuriated yeah, No, no. Him. Here's the thing I wanted to add. This yeah. is the most important thing, yeah. right? So the MDA is supposed to control what people see, right? Yeah. The main, th- one of the main, I mean, this show, Let Me Use, Let Me Use is one of the most yeah. brilliant shows. There's lots of things about love, about duty, about yeah. you know, what makes a man a, yeah, a good man. <laughs> but a big part of the show is about revolting against a tyrannical government. Yeah. Did no one, did, <laughs> did everyone miss that? <laughs> did, the, did fucking, say, look, and I'm going to go back to fucking the emperor's new clothes. It's the same thing. Yeah. That show was so anti-government yeah. that they didn't catch that. Yeah. And it just, there, there was even a showing of Clockwork <laughs> Orange in Singapore yeah. a couple months ago, yeah. It's just so stupid that, like, oh, that, oh, 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 that kiss. Oh, that's the bad thing. That's the thing that's very un-Singaporean. Look, yeah. I didn't know there. <laughs> okay, look. Gavroche is a nine-year-old. It, spoiler alert. Yeah. This, that kid gets shot. Yeah. That nine-year-old boy gets shot. Straight up. Not iced. off stage, on stage. You see him straight, get shot. Straight up iced. So, uh, look, I'm not trying to demonize the MDA here. I'm not trying to say that they're all tyrants and that they want to, you know, have an iron grip over our country. It has, the grip has loosened over the years. Hmm. You can see content like this. You can see more and more, um, uh, you know, it's it's not like, like Mao China where anything that even hmm. questions the government will have you killed and hung, you know. Singapore is not that. Singapore is an understanding society, I think, most times. And the MDA is not the devil, they, they they understand that, you know, some content should be available and some should not be. And how they determine that, Lord knows. But what I'm trying to say here is that you can't quite pick and choose what people should and should not see. The freedom should be available and it should be almost an advisory rating at most times. You need to like, and this gets to the heart of it, it's like, you need to instead teach your people how to process and understand this information. Yeah. Okay, like you sh- um, that's that's the yeah. main argument against censorship. Can I can I can I bring up a, an experience that I just had yesterday? Um so Bujin okay, Fung ex- Okay, experience. <laughs> okay. Fung recently released a, a film. I mean he will be releasing it on the thirtieth called um uh, Shit, damn it. Oh my god, I'm forgetting what it's called. Apprentice. There we the go. Apprentice. Apprentice, no relation to Donald. 
um, coming on the 30th of June. His first movie was Sandcastles, and this is his second one. And it did well in Cannes and everything. Um, and it's essentially a film about a man uh, uh, who just got a job in a prison, and he <laughs> is going to become the hangman's apprentice. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it just so happens that his father was taken by the death penalty in his childhood years. And that's kind of what's happening throughout the entire movie. And they struggle with the themes and what happens there. This movie uh, has no graphic violence. Uh, the hanging is shown, but very tastefully. As tasteful as hanging can be. You know, it's not like, you know, hang, and then blood, and then bleh, vomit. Not like it's, Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is no graphic sex. There is no drug use. Uh, there's mentions of it, but there's no actual drug use. No on-screen drug use. There's, there's some smoking. <laughs> um, uh, there is uh, some sentiment towards the death penalty in Singapore and questioning where and when it's appropriate and when it's right. That theme does come up. And I believe because of that, I may be wrong, but I believe because of that, this film, which has no sex, nudity, mm. violence, is rated M- M18. Mm. A local film that was painstakingly heart and, and full of heart brought to life by uh, people that really cared for the project is now at M18, barring so many thousands of people from ever seeing it in, t- in cinemas and giving the support. And I think... You're, sorry, and you're saying the reason it got that rating is because of... Of the questioning towards the death penalty in Singapore. Right. So and the, you the know, notion uh, of... The notion of the death penalty in Singapore, the reality of it, first of all, and that it's something that exists. It's not just something that you hear in newspapers. It's a very unfiltered look at the death penalty in Singapore, basically. Mm. And it's a hot topic. You know, every once in a while it comes up whether the death penalty should exist and blah, blah, blah. And because this movie depicts it and because this movie questions it, I think that is why it is M18. Yeah. I mean, because I didn't find any other reason yeah. why. I mean, there's some fuck, fucking fucks in, in different languages in there. So, you know, they say fucking <laughs> Malay and English every once in a while. But I have seen much, 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 much worse from American and UK cinemas, a uh, theater that gets a PG-13 or at most an NC-16. I, I remember watching an NC-16 movie in, in the cinemas where a guy just clean off, just gets his head chopped off and you see everything. And I'm like, oh, goodness. Um, I understand if there's like tits and vaginas and dicks it should be m18 because you know kids shouldn't be able to watch that in public um i think but this movie was essentially given an m18 rating because it questions the notion of the death penalty because it questions whether it should exist in our society and i guess the government felt like kids should not be able to see this kids should not be able to have this brought into their minds because it might poison their minds and something about that kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah because if this movie were to come out anywhere else in the world, it would probably just get a PG. Yeah. Literally just get a PG. There's nothing about it that is outrightly offensive. I mean, they're basically saying um, you have to be this age to understand these or be ready to be fed these topics or something. Or like, exactly. let us get our our, our, fists, our hooks into your heads. Yeah. And it, and it kind of, it annoys me to a huge extent that you're not allowing people um, to think for themselves and process this by themselves and, be, and pretty much Uh, have their own thoughts and opinions on something. I mean, let's be real here. This show could not exist in Singapore. Mm. Like, if someone from MDA found us right now, I mean, I don't believe anyone there (laughs) listens to us, but if they found us, we'd be shut down in a heartbeat. Mm. 
this episode might be the thing that kicks it off. I yeah. don't know. You might, you guys might never ever hear this because someone might remove this from the internet because it's deemed as um, anti-Singaporean or anti-government sentiment. I don't know. Uh, we're listed as explicit though, so. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. No, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't like that we are not able to form our own opinion sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're not able to discuss and open a dialogue. What happens instead is that the gates are shut. We're not allowed to view what this is. And we are not allowed to even form the first opinion. And um, I don't know, man. Sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I hear you, buddy. It, it, it's not, it's, that's, that's the notion of, like, I think a lot of Singaporeans who've lived here a long time, maybe they don't realize, like, when, when us, when we, us dirty foreigners come in and, and question things like censorship and such a stronghold, that I guess it's kind of hard to understand if you've never seen the alternative. Yeah. I'm getting, again, for the, the 18th time this past couple of days, getting super upset right now because, um, we were talking about the Les Mis thing, right? And um, I brought up the Yahoo Singapore article about it. And just like any smart internet person, I go into the comment section because yeah. those are the best places in the world. The best of humanity. The cream of the crop. Right there. Oh, God. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> because the things that are being put in the comment section of this Yahoo article is just fucking disgusting and, and you know embarrassing. What? You know what, you know what, John? I'm going to stop you right there. Embarrassing. I don't want you to read them. I don't, I'm not going to. I don't want you to read them because I think we all know what they are. Um, and speaking of dirty foreigners, hey! <laughs> um, another story that came up in recent weeks is that the Ministry of Home Affairs is looking to put measures in place that will stop foreign entities and foreign corporations from sponsoring events like Pink Dot from occurring in Hong Kong Park. Why? What, like because, what? because foreign entities should not uh, be able to interfere with social political issues in Singapore. Um, even though those foreign entities have hundreds of thousands of employees who are Singaporean, many of which could be LGBT members, um, they're not allowed to, ha- to, to, to sponsor. They're not allowed to give <coughs> organizations like this money to make their event as good as it can be. Um, so, but where do you draw the line? Like, they so the the groups were as big as like Facebook, right, and Google and stuff. Facebook, like that. Twitter, Google, Goldman Sachs, a few of them. I I can't remember. So right where now. do you draw the line? So what what can they do? What can't they do? It, it just depends on what the people in power want, right? Pretty much. Like so, if if like if there's a Cause, big because I think we, 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 we all know that um, in Singapore's government, majority of them are not for this uh, LGBT or even like I mean it's it's in our law that that homosexuals are not allowed to get married or even be publicly you know homosexual i don't believe there's a single publicly declared homosexual in the entire government yeah anywhere because it's 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 just not something that they dig you know i just they're not for dicks touching i just don't like where what's the end point of all this hate and like like okay uh these people like okay let's just go to the lowest of the low these people in the comment section and the we are against pink dot people mm. what the fuck is their argument gay people are unnatural okay so what who cares hmm Oh, I don't want my kids to be exposed to that. Why? Like, mm. like what? What do they think? What's is, the What's the goal? What? Yeah. What's the goal? Like, what? Okay, I think what you're saying is, what do you want them to do then? What do you want the gay people to do? Like, just no, go no. like, just go like, oh, okay, they, well, I'm not gay, I guess. Sorry, bye. No, they want them to go away and die. Is the problem? Okay. No, but what I'm getting at is like, okay, um, like for example, if I was going to be like, okay, here's something like. Uh, if I was going to say hate, okay, if I, I break up a hypothetical to you, so I'd be like, so something like okay, something we talked about earlier. So like Nathan, okay, why should, what would, 
what would happen if if seat if cars didn't have seatbelts? Hmm. Answer me. Um, the next time I hit a tree, I will fly into my windscreen and break my neck. Yeah. Well, make it even more general, so people would more people likely would to die. die. People would and, not be having fun when, when car crashes. And why wouldn't we want that to happen? Uh, because people should not die. Right. That's the end. It's bad. It's bad for that to happen. <laughs> yes. So if I was to bring up the same, okay. So for example, pay the pay for the okay. Yeah. Play the part of a homophobe for a second. Okay. Okay. Why are gay people bad? Give me one of their fucking reasons. Because what they do is not God ordained. Okay. So. So I don't want them to do it anymore. Because? Because penises should not touch. It's just not the way things work. Like a, 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 another man, another man's junk should not go into another man's butt. It's oh, just okay. not how the world is built. And that's why you're so against this thing. This is why I'm against it. Because it's unnatural. It's unnatural. It's not right. The the, the gays are How just... Okay, here. How does this affect you? Um, you know, every once in a while, I I look through my Instagram feed and I see two guys kissing and I'm just like, uh, yeah. So stop. basically, you have no good argument as to why <laughs> this should happen. Why this is a thing. Okay. Um uh, I'll, I'll be devil's advocate here for a bit. Mm-hmm. And Say that the most commonly stated argument here is that like I don't want my children to grow up in a society where homosexuality is considered norm. I don't want my children to have a wrong conce- a, a wrong perception of the family unit. Ugh. The family unit should be a father, a mother, and children. Ugh. It should not be a guy and a guy and whatever. And here's the thing. No. <laughs> um, a family is people who love you and care for you. A family is people who accept you for who you are regardless and will care for you yeah. unconditionally. I just want to make a character who's against a different family. It's like, I'll be like, yeah, fuck those unnatural families. Yeah. Single mothers, you should die. Yeah. Adopted so, families, go to hell. Yeah. So, um, what the fuck? Here's the thing. I, I attended Pink Dot this year. Um, it was my first time because I'm mm. always overseas whenever they, it happens. Me too. I've missed every single... Yeah. I, got, I made it to this thing, but I missed every... Oh, wait. Yeah, we'll get to that. I missed every single pink dot, but I was able to go to the candlelight vigil tonight yeah, so, as an outside observer. So, because um, you're not allowed in the... Not allowed, you're a dirty foreigner. You're a dirty foreigner. So, um, I attended pink dot this year. It was my first time. And the the one takeaway that I had was that people there were just joyous it was unfiltered happiness it was it was it was a fucking beautiful thing to see where people were just unafraid of being judged they felt at home they didn't feel like they needed to 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 adjust their appearance or their demeanor in any way they were just feeling love like the moment i stepped in i was just fucking smiling the whole time and it's so rare to see that in Singapore because Singapore is not one of the happiest countries in the world. We, oh, we're, it's we're, the least happy. I don't know about that. Uh, according to yeah. a study. We're, uh, studies. We're, yeah. you know, we're doing well economically. We're, uh, our education system is uh, efficient um, and we are making tons of money and we're, tourism is great. But I feel like a lot of people in Singapore are straight up unhappy with life where they are what they do is they tolerate they're just kind of and i think most people can agree with this no matter where they are where it's like if you ask any singaporean are you happy they'll maybe go like i'm okay you know i have a job yeah yeah i'm fine you know the government they do some good things and some bad things but overall you know and you can see that reflected wherever you go be it when you're on the bus on the train go to cbd wherever people in general just kind of like 
just getting by. But then you go to an event like Pink Dot and people are just so insanely joyous and happy and unworried and they don't care because the people around them love them. The people around them don't care who they are or who they love. And when I witnessed that, I was like, yeah, why isn't the entire planet like this? (laughs) Why is this still an issue? Why can't we just let people love who the fuck they want to love. Yeah. It boggles my mind why. And the main reason why people will say is, oh, traditional family unit, you know, you should not break this. You know, we're Singapore is a conservative society. We should not allow these things to happen. Yes, I'll agree with you, Singapore is a conservative society. But why on earth are you so content with keeping it exactly where it is? Why on earth aren't you allowing for a single step in the right direction of progress? Why aren't you even allowing that to happen? Why aren't you willing to try allow progress to happen? Take, say, the, the what you said about African-Americans earlier in the Constitution. There was a time in history, in not that long ago, where black people were not allowed in certain restrooms. Black mm-hmm. people were not allowed to use certain water fountains. They weren't allowed to sit near people, uh, white people on the bus because they were considered as lesser human beings. They were considered as almost animals. They were considered as um, tools more than human beings. <laughs> and... A lot of people were okay with this. A few of them weren't, but a lot of people were okay with this. Government, society, they all deemed that, yes, this is the norm, that black people are lesser. That's just how it is. Sorry, guys. And we look back on it now, and all I just said, which is true, is absolutely absurd to today's society. Why? Because enough people came together and said, hey, maybe let's not do this anymore. It almost almost killed the country. Yeah, maybe let's not do this anymore. And a lot of people were like, no shit black people are not humans and a lot of people that's that's gonna be a sound clip right (laughs) Uh, uh, a lot of people were against it but they fought for the right and today yeah more or less you know there's still some talk about it but more or less like a black person can get the 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 equal human rights of of any other human being getting there yes and we don't see it as a natural we don't see it as something that shouldn't be happening We see the past as something that was terrible Look, because yeah. everyone took the right step on the right side of history. It, so why on earth is Singapore or like a, a good fraction of our society so content with staying in one place and not allowing the first step forward to happen? Happen Not even to give it a shot. Not even to go like, hey, maybe this could be right. You know, I might not like gay people, but maybe this could be something that we can try. Maybe we can let them be a part of our society openly and not have to hide behind the, the the phrase right to love right and hide behind the color pink we can just let them call themselves gay and lesbian yep. we don't have to have them disguise themselves under pink dot or white party or whatever it is they can call themselves gay lesbian queer oh, homosexual God. transgender that would be and the we day, will my not, and we won't judge it i truly believe that something like this will happen one day so. it will so. happen it will happen because humans are smart people i think and eventually the right side will always win because it is undoubtedly wrong. And just in the terms of, okay, in the terms of what is right and wrong, mm. killing someone wrong, universally yeah. considered wrong. Uh, 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 driving too fast and hitting a tree universally considered wrong, <laughs> unless you're evil Knievel or something. <laughs> um, and telling somebody who you can or cannot love or have relations with or, 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 or marry I think wrong, right? Yeah. It's it's universally accepted that you can't just say, "Hey, I don't like what you're doing um, with that person in the bedroom. Stop it." Yeah, I think we can all agree that that shouldn't happen. Like, 
it's it's the equivalent of someone going up to a straight married couple and go like you two no you shouldn't be together that's not right you know you're just not you two aren't right for each other it's unnatural she's too hot for you separate that's essentially what most people are doing with the gay community where you're saying this guy you can't be with that guy because I think you can't be together and that's what it is and because enough people think so the law will say you can't and it it goes even deeper than that because it's like again why should what is considered quote unquote unnatural be a measure of what is ethical yeah it's unnatural so what's not not wrong it's not normal it's not normal it's wrong there's nothing wrong about that and then the whole thing is it born with it or they make a choice doesn't matter either Mm. it's not your fucking say yeah if it's you, both, it's, guys, it's both. So some people are born and but it they, doesn't. But it, even then, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you shouldn't like legally. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't matter. Like yeah. and like and then like. Oh, I don't want my son to 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 grow up in a world where where, where being gay is natural, or, or God forbid, he become gay. Who cares? Hmm. Your son's gonna be what he is. Are you gonna? Are you really not? Gonna, I, I mean, that's unfortunately yes. That's the answer. Are you really not gonna love him if he turns out to be gay? A lot of unfortunately, a lot of people would say yes. Yeah. But hopefully, uh, the only the only way to to kill this kind of ignorance is by empathy and 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 knowledge and informing yourselves of other ways. Yeah. Um. I, that brings up an interesting point, and I, I want to close this out pretty soon. But yeah. you know how like the Western world views like say the Islamic world and sees like oh my god they're so backwards they don't let their women drive they stone people for the for for singing the wrong songs at a soccer match or, or if you show any like ankle or wrist it's considered unholy right imagine what the rest of the world is saying about the western world like look at that they make it so easy to kill each other and they think that it's a god-given right to own a weapon mm. of mass destruction that has the potential 50 people potential dead, to take a life with one click 50 people dead in the evening to me, maybe not be Bush's or American government's description, definition of a weapon of mass destruction. But you look at the emotional, psychological trauma that's done to this community there in Orlando, the LGBT community in Orlando, the LGBT community at large, and any decent person in the world were destroyed. This shouldn't happen anymore. That's that's how they're, we, they are viewing the Western world, America at the moment. But Nathan, I want to get to the little bit of silver lining before we close up this, this episode. Again, sorry guys, I know we're a comedy podcast. I know we're supposed to have fun. And again, oh God, if, if you've made it this far, at least then, then bless you. And thank you for joining us. I just want to bring up a couple things. <clears throat> Reddit. Okay. Reddit had its own little, if you guys are or people on, if you are read Reddit, they had this own little controversy as well of like censorship and not posting stuff and becoming hard to find out news. But one reader pointed out something to me that I think is really apropos at this time. Um, when things are hard, when times are tough, when you're constantly seeing footage of, of people hurt and dying. Uh, here's a little video from Mr. Rogers. My mother used to say a long time ago, whenever there would be any really catastrophe that was on, on the, in the movies or or on the air she would say always look for the helpers there were there will always be helpers you know even just on the sidelines mm-hmm. 
That's why I think that if news programs could make a conscious effort of showing rescue teams, of, of showing who uh, medical people, anybody who is coming into a place where there's a tragedy, to be, to be sure that they include that. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. Hmm. And uh, with that, people, um, if you wish to be a, one of the helpers, uh, please go to the URL gofundme.com slash Pulse Victims Fund if you want to show support to the victims of the Pulse shooting in terms of um, giving their family support, uh, giving the cause support. Um, it's, 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 it, this isn't just their fight. This isn't just a fight between um, anti-gun and pro-gun. It's not a fight between homosexuals and straights. It's, 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 a, it's a fight against it's 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 a fight for humanity and it's a fight for the betterment of humanity and hopefully one day the majority of us can be on that right side of history yeah and can join in you know optimistically on the right side of history yeah. um but but like i said yeah. be the helper be the helper look at the look for the helpers and be the helpers yeah. <clears throat> um the gofundme for pulse is up to 3.2 million <laughs> Uh, divided by 50, I mean, that can do a lot of good. I mean... It's not just going to the victim. I believe it's going to, like, um, uh, uh, awareness uh, towards uh, How are they decide to use it? I think it's going to be great. Yeah. But, uh, again, if you look at the footage of that faithful evening in Orlando, you do. You see the videos. You see people carrying strangers. There's a there's story... I've read a story... Of, uh, I watched a story of a complete a guy who was a complete stranger and just helped someone, saved his life by putting... by making a makeshift tourniquet. There's always going to be a little bit of hope and humanity if you know where to look for it um so yes i miss pink dot but i was able to go to the candlelight vi- um uh, which we call it i was vigil. Vigil. vigil i always want to say vigilance or something i went to the candlelight vigil Vigisil. tonight and a friend of a friend is the organizer and apparently i got a little behind the scenes knowledge they were expecting maybe 50 to 100 people there there was at least 600 people there and it was hastily put together, and I think a lot of people just wanted to be there and, and share in the pain and the grief and to show support. And yeah. the LGBT community, LGBTQ plus 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 community, was there in force. But just just say the alphabet now. <laughs> but so were tons of straight people, and and hopefully, hopefully we could progress and and just hate hate never wins. Mm. Right? Yeah. Hate never wins. So yeah. it's hard, it's tough, but be there, be a helper, look for the helpers, look for the hope, and just be a good person, man. Yeah. It's not that hard. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's really not that hard. It's it's much harder to be a dick. I mean, uh, hats off to the dicks out there because <laughs> the whole world hates you and you're still going strong. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough times, but uh, I think we'll leave it there. I think it's a good place to leave it. Yeah. Uh, Hats off to the dicks. That's what we're leaving it. <laughs> Hats off to the dicks. Uh, thank you guys for hanging around with us t- through this episode, through all the episodes till now. We'll be back. I stress this. I can't stress this enough. We'll be back next. We'll be back next week with games and and talk about movies and. Uh, yes, I've passed Nathan on Overwatch. I've played it more than him now, almost double as much. So we'll talk about that. Um, tons yeah. of stuff to talk about. Yeah. We're gonna laugh again as yeah. we will, but we just we just we just thought it was it was it was important to to memorialize. Yeah. this. it was important to talk about this and make sure that it wasn't a page of history that we chose to ignore. 
because it shouldn't be ignored. Yeah, and, and I we, think yeah. I think a good a good amount of you are feeling at least similar to what we're feeling now. So hopefully, oh, I'm sure, like the the, the good hang gang are good people. Yeah. So hopefully, you guys, this was a little bit of solace, a little bit of show of unity, or or, or something, just to help you out there. Um. Oh well, love you guys. Peace out. <laughs>